0: This Advent, we're encouraging you to take some time for Sabbath. In this episode, I talk about why it's important. Hello, friends. It's good to be with you. As always, thank you for taking a little time to be with me today. Um, This episode is airing on Wednesday, December 2nd, so it's still uh, early in the season of Advent. Advent Advent began on Sunday the 29th, so last Sunday. And I'm hoping, if you're watching this, that you got one of our Advent calendars that we sent out to friends and members of St. Philip the Deacon. And that calendar also included a letter uh, with it. uh, And on the back of the letter is some instructions on how to use this particular Advent calendar. And there's a note at the very end of that back page uh, that got me thinking about the subject for today's episode, uh, which says this. In addition to each day's prompt, so that's the days you open in the calendar, we encourage you to set aside 24 hours during this Advent season as a day for Sabbath. Use this as a day for needed rest. Uh, Turn off your electronics and pause during the holiday hustle. So there's that prompt to take some Sabbath. Um, And then just yesterday, I got a note from a member here at St. Philip Deacon who uh, indicated that he was sort of figuring out in his own life what that maybe meant. And and he was asking me, how do you do it and and how do you think about Sabbath? So I want to just lift up three... um, reminders about the day of sabbath or what sabbath means these are not necessarily the most important it's not exhaustive but three ideas about the sabbath and why we should do it why it's good for us and the first um, is that it is in fact one of the ten commandments i don't know if you knew that but uh, taking some sabbath time is actually the third commandment depending on how you count the commandments Um, here's what it says in exodus 20 remember the sabbath day to keep it holy Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And then a verse or two later, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. So God both commands it to us, and he sets an example. God made all things, made all the created world, and then he rested. And so God invites us, or indeed commands us, to do the same. So that's one reason uh, Sabbath and taking Sabbath is important. Um, The second one is it strikes me that... The entire world around us is filled with rhythms. Uh, We are not always uh, aware of those in our technological age. I'm reminded a few weeks ago when the power went out at our house and it was late afternoon, early evening. It went out for a couple of hours, but that meant at this time of year it was really dark out. And my high school son, no offense, Andrew, but he wasn't scared exactly, but he was kind of fidgety. In the dark, you know, there were no uh, TVs available. I guess he could have looked at his phone, uh, but it was—it it was disruptive to his life, and it struck me. And we even talked about this that not all that long ago human beings would have followed those natural rhythms much more closely than we do today because we wouldn't have been controlling uh, our environment in the same way that we do today. And so those rhythms, though, as I say, they're all around us. There's the annual rhythm of the seasons. There's the daily rhythm of, of sunrise and sunset. There's the rhythm of the tides. In our own bodies, there's the rhythm of breathing in and out there's the rhythm of our heartbeat Uh, there's the rhythm of the church seasons which is why we have seasons like advent right and so taking a sabbath taking one out of our seven days to rest uh, again i'm not saying this is the most important reason for sabbath but it connects us to all of those rhythms that are around us in a in a more natural organic kind of and i would say healthy way so that's the second point. First, it's a commandment. Second, it connects us to natural rhythms. And the third is, I want to suggest, I don't know if you want to use the language of it's good for us or it, it lets us do what we're called to do more effectively. We love words like effective. Effective or productive in our culture, and we tend, I think, to assume that effective, efficient, productive means work, 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 all the time, right? We, we honor and celebrate people who don't sleep very much at night or who never take a vacation. I wanna suggest as Christians, that may be counterproductive. It may allow you to get a lot of work done in a short span, but over the long haul, I'm not sure it's as effective or efficient, and it's certainly not healthy. <clears throat> Uh, I want to lift up very quickly three examples to reinforce this point, Um, maybe unexpected examples. The first, um, and I heard this story from someone who is in fact a monk, so he's following in the tradition ultimately of this gentleman, but the first example comes from a gentleman named St. Anthony of the Desert, who historically is understood as the father of the monastic movement. He went out, out of Egypt into the desert and he initially said, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take Paul's admonition to pray without ceasing. And this monk told me, what St. Anthony of the Desert discovered pretty quickly is that praying without ceasing is really boring. And so he very quickly developed, part of the second point I was making, a rhythm to his monastic life of both praying and working. And that has followed the monastic tradition ever since. And uh, praying and working and then resting, of course, resting is part of the Sabbath, allowed him, he believed, to be a more effective, efficient, productive, if you want to use that language, prayer. And again, I think that can apply to all of our work. The second example is Martin Luther. I've talked about this maybe in other places, but there's a little quip from him or attributed to him where he says, I am so busy today, I couldn't possibly get by with less than twice the amount of prayer that I usually need. And again, the point is sort of counterintuitive. What he's saying is, in order to accomplish my work, maybe I need to start from a place of rest, from a place of peace, from a place of prayer. The third example is a more contemporary one. One of my professors, uh, when I was a graduate student, uh, told me about a, a note he got from an undergraduate who was overwhelmed with all of the work she had to do. And she was working, she felt, all the time, never taking any rest. And his counsel to her, counterintuitively, was, take a break. Quit working so hard carve out one day of the week to not worry about your work and you may discover paradoxically that that rest allows you to be more effective when you come back to it. So, God commands it, it connects us to natural rhythms and I do think that taking Sabbath rest allows us to be more effective. And I do pray that uh, following our, our counsel in this letter that you will take some time during Advent Uh, 24 hours to try to, to practice some kind of Sabbath rest. And if you do, will you communicate back to us and let us know how it goes or let us know what you learned or how you did it? Other people might learn from that as well. As always, thank you for spending some time with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless.